Episode 68 of the Geek Heart Games Podcast. I am Sam Suvak alongside Cody Tietrick. Cody, how's it going? Hey, Sam. It's going pretty well. You got your Macho Man shirt on. You're ready to throw do. down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was watching the games done quick of a, of a punch out, and oh. there was somebody like flexing their pecs and then flexing their butt, and I think Grun said it was Macho Man. Um, but he was not dressed as such on your shirt, so yeah. I don't really recall. Maybe it was something else. Maybe I'm also misremembering it. Hmm. Anything's possible. I've missed a ton of that games done quick, and I really want to go back and watch because like this was pretty cool ones. Yes, I watched some of the Titanfall too, and it was really cool. But like, I was also at work, so I didn't actually get to watch mm-hmm. very much of it. It did inspire me to go back and try to play the Gauntlet and to try to get it fast enough to get that trophy. Uh, I did it for about 30 minutes and I was like, fuck this. I fucking hate this. And my thumbs were hurting. So I stopped. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, so like I said, this is episode 68. So you might be a little excited thinking, Ooh, next week's going to be episode 69. Uh, slow down guys, just settle down. It'll be, we'll get there. Uh, but as you might know, we've got the 4th of July coming up. Cody's taking a little vacation. I'm taking a little break, uh, so we're going to have one of our famous rainy day episodes next week. So then episode 69 will be the week after that. Don't worry, it'll be, it'll be fine. Um, we, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, uh, the rainy day episode is about Street Fighter. And in that uh, episode, we talk about how there was going to be another rainy day episode that would have aired before this one. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that was going to be Detective Pikachu, but we never got around to watching that. So... That's why that didn't happen, and that's why it's just Street Fighter, which is still going to be a lovely episode, even if it's perhaps some might say not the loveliest of movies. But yeah, you'll have to tune in next week to find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cody, you want to get us started on some video game talk with our favorite returning segment, the Destiny Download. Yeah, so hey, I'm still playing Destiny, because, you know, that's the thing I do. Um, But has some exciting news. Wait, it's your Destiny. Yeah, it's my Destiny. Um, So, I I did what I thought I was going to do last week, and I went and did the new raid, the Crown of Sorrow raid, and I honestly think it's, like, one of my favorite raids. Uh, It's very Mm -hmm. mechanic-heavy, but, uh, so the kind of premise is we're invited back to the Leviathan. Um, Callus is like, hey, I need some help. One of my guys, who I put like this hive artifact on, is going a little crazy. So I need <laughs> to go take care of him. Um, and so you actually go into a part of like where the menagerie happens, and like, but you have to like do a puzzle and like a, a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, like a lot of fun. Uh, I got a ton of armor. I didn't get any new weapons, but I was a little bummed about. Um, Did you get a crown? I did not. I did get to. So at the end of the raid, the like, you defeat the boss and like he like disappears, but the crown falls on the ground and you can go standing in it. And if you look up, you get to see these hive runes and like people are speculating what the hive runes uh, translate to. Um, really cool. The group I did it with, we did it in about like two hours. Um, it was another one of those situations where it was like the the LFG post was like, uh, know what to do, and I was like. I've watched some videos. I'll pretend <laughs> like I know what I'm doing. 
and it didn't fail me because like I knew what I was doing. Other guy in the raid did not, and he was just like, "Oh, guys, like end of the raid." He was like, I'm "Not gonna lie to you, I had no idea what I was doing," and I was like, "Ah, you're not the only one, buddy." Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then right after that, I went and did a couple things in the menagerie, and I got enough Imperials to fully upgrade my chalice. So now I no longer get Imperials; I'm just getting runes. So yeah, excited for that. Uh, I have not stepped into the Heroic Menagerie, which just launched this past Tuesday, um, but I'm excited to go in there because because I have a what they call a perfect chalice. Um, I get a catalyst for the Izanagi's Burden, which is an exotic sniper rival. Um, so I'm excited to go in there and get that. And I'm really working towards the Shadow title, which is the new title for Seasons of Opulence. I'm at, I think I'm at 12 out of 23. Uh, I have a couple hidden that I think all come from the Heroic Menagerie. And then I think after that, I just have to do a flawless run of the raid, which is bugged right now. But I, I'm going to have to sit down and like, dedicate a day to that because that seems like it's going to be rough. Yeah. Especially because like, there are mechanics. like There's a lot of jumping. And see, here's the issue. It's like You can get like mechanics and boss fights down perfectly, but there are people who just can't jump and like... Never heard of someone like that. Yeah, that never heard of it. weird. No, I don't know who would do that. I don't know who uh, that could be. <laughs> uh, and then I think the uh, I joined a, a new clan a while back, and I think we're about to hit level four, and so I'll be able to do the raid challenge bounties, which are just like special little things. Like I think the one for this week is like in the raid, there's a, a buff you give yourself called the Witch's Blessing, and the entire point of this challenge is only two people can ever have that blessing. Whereas when you run it normally, three people would have it at a time. So it's just like one less person can't have it. So yeah. Um, and then next week, uh, two days before 4th of July, the Lumina hand cannon quest starts. And I'm really excited for that. They have so many freaking hand cannons. They do. You never hear about like, a pulse rifle or like bows these days you just it's just all hand cannons man. yeah a lot of hand cannons but i am excited for this one it looks really cool um i'm really liking season offense a lot i think it's the best value from the annual pass and i hope they kind of use this as a model for the annual pass with shadow keep um and like man i'm just i'm super pumped for september like all this stuff i am a little bummed so the day after we're recording this Destiny's going to be offline like all day because they're prepping for cross save this fall and they've come out and said like there's going to be more days like this and it's like well, I want to play Destiny like come on but I guess if that means I get to play my Destiny on Xbox that's cool too yeah well but don't they generally do it kind of during think, the day for most like Americans so like normally we'd be at work when they're doing it hopefully probably yeah, I think it's Most 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time, which would be 5. No, that'd be 9 for us. Oh, nine. crap. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's ooh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Pacific time because they're in Seattle, Washington. And yeah. So, yeah, well, most of the day. So, hey, I got Elder Scrolls. I'll go play that, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of games in the world. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Something else happened this week in the game. And I forget. Oh, I wanted to give a PSA because I knew we have a couple people who play Destiny. Um, so currently there is some triumphs that are bugged. Um, so there's an event coming later in the summer called Moments of Triumph. And 
you can the, the entire point is there's going to be this thing called the tribute hall and you can unlock these triumphs accidentally right now that you're not supposed to be able to if you're wearing menagerie gear slash weapons and like i unlocked one for crucible because i was like doing iron banner and i was using uh the menagerie sniper rifle and i gotten enough kills that this bar filled up apparently and unlocked his triumph don't claim those triumphs because apparently if you do it's bugged right now you don't get anything from it and you're not supposed to get anything from it until the moon triumphs thing launches so just if you get something for the tribute hall don't claim it just leave it up and hopefully you don't get screwed over in the end because i think i'm sure they'll patch it eventually but like right now you just want to be safe and not claim that um, so yeah. Also, dear God, fuck the Iron Banner quest from last week because it was a nightmare. I mean, my general rule of thumb is just fuck Iron Banner. Period. I don't I, care for that one because I'm never I, high enough light to yeah be able to be okay in there. So just uh, I don't know because like so they did they did Iron Banner a little differently this uh, season where there's a quest. And you complete steps of the quest, but you can complete it alongside your fire team. So, like, I think the first step was, like, uh, capture zones. And But, like, if anybody on your team captures a zone, you got a point. So, like, it was nice. I like that, yeah. That yeah. Sucks. Except then, like, the third step was, like, get super final blows, get melee kills, get grenade kills. Those grenade kills take a very long fucking time. Um, grenade kills are hard in Crucible. And like, I don't know. And like, it, the, so like each time you complete a step, you get a piece of armor. But that's the only way you can get the armor is by doing this quest. And like, I really like the Iron Banner armor for the Titan. Mm -hmm. And good lord. Just, it was such a grind. I got like three of the five steps done. And I was like... I'll wait for the next Iron Banner. I need a break from this because I'm going to go insane. Yeah. On top of the fact that I've decided I want to get all the pinnacle weapons this season. And competitive. So I'm doing the one for the sniper rifle. It's like I go into competitive. And luckily they changed it where now you don't have to hit a certain rank in competitive to get the pinnacle weapon. You just have to get points in competitive. And even if you lose... All you have to do is eventually get 3,500 points cumulative. You don't lose your points ever. Yeah, you don't lose them. That's good. And like, that's kind of nice. And so I'm going for the sniper rifle currently. I would like to hit 2,100 because then you unlock like a couple different weapons. Um, like I think there's a submachine gun called the Recluse and it's a very strong gun currently. Like a lot of people are using it and I would like to get it. But dear God, competitive PvP in Destiny is abysmal. And I don't like it. I never cared for it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but hey, I did the raid. I was super proud of that. Uh, hoping I can get one of these raid exotics eventually. There's three now, so maybe I have a chance. Um, but yeah, really liking Destiny. Loving Season of Opulence. And can't wait to see what else we get to do this summer in it. So yeah. Cool. Destiny 2. Always a good time for Cody. <laughs> I keep meaning to get back into it and playing some more. So hopefully I'll have a good time in it too soon. We'll see. So, um, in the meantime, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been uh, continuing on this platformer kick. I don't know why. I'm just like, I just keep wanting to play them. So I got my friend Pedro, which is a game we've seen 
bits of here and there. Like I think it was on a like a kind of funny showcase, and then it was been on E3 and stuff. Mm. So it just came out. Um, so it's this side scroller platformer shooter kind of it's it's so many things um so you're this guy and so you've got your gun and it's really cool because there's super like super aim assist so you just kind of aim in the general direction and it, and it gets you there and basically the whole premise of this game is it's kind of like an action movie and it mm-hmm. wants you to feel like you're like that superhero action star doing these really cool moves and so it like makes things easy for you to do that so you've got the ability to slow down time you've got the ability to you can get dual guns so you've got your one gun that you're shooting and then you can say okay but there's like if there's people on either side of you you can hit a button to do put one gun over here and then you're just shooting both sides which is really cool um, you can do this spin, which when you're spinning, I guess it's, it's your dodge. When you're doing mm-hmm. that, you are avoiding bullets. And so really, I think the trick is like, you're supposed to be like spin dodging pretty yeah. constantly. I haven't mastered it yet. Still trying to get okay at that. Um, but yeah, so then you're shooting and then you've got a kick that you can do. I'm sorry, you've got a single jump. You can do wall jumps and then you've got a kick. And so if you're close to someone, you just you just kick them once and they're they're dead, right? Um, you can kick other items in the game too. So like um, there might be a knife sitting on the ground and you can kick that. Like you can kind of aim the trajectory of it and you kick it and you just hit somebody with the knife and it's like an insta-kill. Like all of like the kicking kind of stuff is usually an insta-kill. The shooting, you usually got to shoot people a few times. Depends on what kind yeah. of gun you got. I just got the shotgun tonight and that's a one-hit kill if you get them the right way. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's kind of like also a puzzle game a little bit, like a puzzle platformer because you just have to figure out ways to navigate through to get through stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I got to a level tonight where like there's these levers now so you have to like shoot it to like make a platform come and then you get on the platform and then you shoot it again to make it take you back over and doing stuff like that um so that's pretty fun cody you froze for me again i don't know if you want to try to reset that um but oh i'm i'm sorry there you go good, good uh the 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 premise of this game also, like, I forgot the important thing is, um, so you're this guy doing this, but you have this banana that is your friend. His name's Pedro, Pedro and he's, like, just telling you to, like, go kill these people. He's like, yeah, this is what you got to do, dude, so just go do it. And you're like, okay, I mean, I guess this banana's telling me to do it, so I guess that's what I'm going to do. Um, it's got a really fun sense of humor, and it's got fun music as well. And, like, I feel like if you could just, like, nail the controls, like, you would feel really cool as you're playing it um i haven't i haven't nailed those controls yet i'm i'm having a pretty tough time with it so it's like it's like back when i first played spider-man and i was like it just took me way too long to get used to the combat to get good at it so like i have i have a lot of problems with it like it's just like the l1 shoulder button is your dodge but for some reason it doesn't feel natural to like hit that and then like the x which would be like the triangle on PlayStation is your kick. And for some reason, it just seems like so far out of the way to do it that it 
I just can't ever get my kick right. And I'm I'm really not using my my freeze time as well as I should because I had there was this real stupid thing I got stuck on side to walk look at a walkthrough and this guy was just using his freeze time constantly because uh, that extends your multiplier and so you get a better mm -hmm. score um, as you're as you're chaining stuff together when you're when you keep it frozen as long as possible. Um, so it's a pretty cool game if I could get it down. Um, there's Mostly I've just been playing on the levels where you're just kind of going through, like one was just like a butcher's building or whatever, and this is just another building with a bunch of like uh, little elevators and stuff going through. Um, but then there was this one level, which I think was just the boss fight level, where I got on a motorcycle and I was like driving down the street and then there were other people coming at me. And so I was like shooting at him and then like I could jump the motorcycle so I could like jump behind him and then like jump over the cars and stuff. Uh, and that was pretty cool. And then like the boss showed up on in like this big kind of like van truck and he was throwing dynamite at me and so you have to like shoot the dynamite out of the air before it hits you and just keep doing damage to him so that was pretty cool i'm interested to see like what the future boss fights are and like i saw some video where like it seemed like you got to some levels that looked weird and less realistic so it seems like there could be really interesting stuff that happens further further down the line um but I'm still I'm still pretty quick into it, yeah. You you made a face when you said less realistic. What's what's realistic about the talking banana, Sam? Well, I mean, don't you doesn't your fruit talk to you? Has that oh, never shit, happened? Right. Okay. Um No yeah. But but yeah, so maybe like Pedro takes you to some other like psychedelic world or something. I don't know. Um but yeah, so I just got to parts where um, so there's a lot of like things you can do for ricochets in the levels I'm at. So there's just these mm -hmm. panels that will ricochet. Um, there's also this frying pan, which like you shoot the frying pan and like shoot it kind of up this uh, gap. And then it's like, you're kind of juggling the frying pan up there, but each bullet is like ricocheting off of it and hitting other enemies. And that's like the cool thing. Like you don't have to really aim or do anything. It's like, yeah. you just like shoot and it takes care of it because it knows this is the cool thing you're trying to do. Um, so it does, it's it's a cool game. It's pretty neat. I, I hope I can just like get a handle on these controls where like I can move through it and feel more natural. Oh yeah, also this tonight, uh, I got to a level where there's a skateboard and so you can like kind of skateboard through stuff and then you can jump and kick the skateboard to like kick it at someone. And uh, oh, also um, if you, I think if you do like their explosive barrels, and it's kind of cool because you can like run on the barrels to get them to move. And it's like, you know, like the log run or something. Um, but if you explode a person so that like there's just like a head left, then you can kick the head at other people and kill people <laughs> with that head. So there's pretty cool stuff that you can do in this game. I just it just hasn't clicked for me yet where it, it feels natural. It's still very. And like you're supposed to, you've got just your joystick that you're using for movement, right? You know, left, right, whatever. And then you're just supposed to push like not push in but push down on it to like go into a roll to go through like narrow spots but like i have a lot of trouble with that roll like i can't like sometimes it won't go down into the roll when i'm trying to get it there or like it'll go into a roll when i don't mean to and then like i'll try to get out and people are shooting me i'm like get me out of this roll um but uh but yeah i think it's just you know it just takes some getting used to i'm sure so i've been having fun with it so hopefully i will mm. keep having fun you're playing on the Switch, right? Yes. 
I... How much is it on the Switch? Uh, I believe it's nineteen ninety nine, but uh, if you if you pre ordered it, it was sixteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then I think it might also be on Steam. I don't recall. I think I saw somewhere else where it was like after it came out, it was still on sale for sixteen ninety nine. So I'm not sure what all platforms it's on. Um, but yeah, my friend Pedro, it's a fun platformer. You can feel like a badass if you if you get good at it. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know if I get there. <laughs> all right. Uh, Cody, what what else have you been playing? I hear there's some good. I hear there's some bad. <laughs> uh, so similar to you, I was like, oh, let me boot up the Switch. Um, see, I got the Pro Controller back in for Christmas, and I have not used it. Like, I charged it. It's never just used wasteful, it. man. Uh, so good. And so we'll take a little pit stop into Cody's journey. So um, it's like, oh, I should give Zelda Breath of the Wild another shot. Because oh, yeah. at the end of E3... Uh, that trailer for the new the sequel looked amazing. And I was like, oh, let me try Zut. And for five minutes, I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. And then I got to the part where my weapons started breaking and I have stamina depleting while I'm climbing. And I went, ah, I remember why I don't like this game. So I tip my hat to you who like that kind of game. Not for me. Uh, next up, I tried uh, a while back. I found this MMORPG on Switch called Oniguri. I downloaded it never started it. Uh, it is an Asian-based MMORPG. Um, let me tell you, I didn't get past the create a character selection because uh, it it controls like dog shit. Like, like, what is it? Like a dog copite. 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 Um, I guess they just ported this from PC to the Switch, and. So, like, the controls are so weird. Because, like, it's there's a cursor, like you're on a PC, but you have to move the stick around. But then it has this kind of, like, auto, like, cling factor where okay. the mouse will, like, stick to something. Like, so the first thing you got to do is there's two different, like, uh, I think they're called EULA agreements and, like, uh-huh. privacy agreements. Mm-hmm. Um, so it keeps, like bouncing the cursor around because it wants you to scroll through this but then like there's two little boxes where you gotta check mark them and then you can hit okay so each time you go to try to hit the box it'll jump up to the thing took me like two minutes to get through that <laughs> then i got to the character creation screen um i i'm playing on a rather large tv it's the tiniest character creation thing you can't even see anything on your character like i was like what's happening i am so confused I was like, no, I'm done. And I'm like, yeah, it just kept snapping everywhere. And I was like, no, I'm done. I don't. So save your time. Don't play Oniguri. It's not worth it. On Switch, at least. On Switch. PC, I'm sure it's amazing. Because like, you yeah. don't have your fucking the mouse thing. Everywhere. So instead, after we talked about it last week, I downloaded Harry Potter Wizards Unite on my phone. Because you know I'm a huge Pokemon Go fan. I played it for a very long time. Got really into it. Um... So I have a passing knowledge of Harry Potter. Like I've watched the movies, never read the books. Um, haven't watched any of the new Fantastic Beast movies. Um, so this does seem like a step up in some ways from Pokemon Go. Uh, there is a story. So you are a wizard and you are working with some society. I can't remember the name of it. I'm not a Harry Potter expert. Um, I feel like I just knew it until you said that. Yeah. 
It's fine. Uh, it's fine. And Keep so they are asking you to, they think they're called confoundables, something like that? Foundables. Foundables. Uh, they're trying to get you to, like, stop them from being found out by the muggle world. Like, you need to keep wizardry a secret. And so the kind of premise is, like, you are walking around, and there are different kind of foundables out there with different challenges. And, like, the main core gameplay loop is you click on a foundable, uh, and then you trace a, like, I'll call it a sigil, mm-hmm. and that casts the spell um and like based on how fast and how accurate you are there's a little bar and it's like from like masterful great good fair um and there's then not like just a straight up bad there's not a bad That's uh nice. oh no there's like there is a bad it's where you trace it and it goes incomplete spell because you missed a point i've gotten a couple of those okay. i've gotten one masterful nice. so hey um, so it is a very different challenge from Pokemon Go because, like, I'm used to like I got the Pokemon Go thing down. I know how to fucking spin that ball and hit a great shot. Um, there's a sexual innuendo there somewhere. Uh, all the meanwhile, you can also like pick up like resources to craft potions, and potions act similar to how berries do in Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. where like for tougher foundables, you can use a potion and like you make yourself better and like stuff like that. And there is a storyline going on. Like, there's this, like, guide helping you, and then Harry Potter is there. And the... I have heard a little bit of the voice acting. Um, sounds like Daniel Radcliffe a little bit. I know it's not. Yeah. But they got someone who sounds similar. How old um, is this Harry Potter in the game-ish? Looks to be, like, the adult one by the end of the okay. movie. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, like... I think I just got to level five recently and like I haven't done any of the walking around part. I just opened it up at my, while I'm at my house and there's God, enough foundables just running around your house, Cody. Yeah. Um, wow. A good number of them. Like every hour on the hour, there's at least five. So I, I haven't had to leave the house and like <laughs> I haven't even gotten into Pokestops and the gym versions. So like from yeah. what I understand, there are three different types of like buildings in the game. There are inns, which are just like your like Pokestops in Pokemon Go where like you go up to them, you get resources from them. Um, there is some version of a gym where you find like a very strong confoundable, but you need friends there. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a halfway one. I don't know the name of it. Like I said, I do. I would like to go out and like walk around with some people. I do have friends who are very into Harry Potter. And so I would like to go out and like try this with them. They're like my coworker. She's like level like, 12 in this game already like she <laughs> loves harry potter um it is it has a fun gameplay loop like because i'm still learning new spells like i've had to repeat a couple spells but like every every now and then i get a new spell and i'm like oh cool i you know i gotta learn this one now um, are, are the you use different spells for different foundables or is it just yeah like, there are different are stronger or? yeah there are different spells for different foundables i think it just depends on the scenario like sometimes a foundable we will be like attacking something and so you've got to do a certain one there's sometimes another wizard will be trapped in ice so you have to do like a fire spell to get it out um stuff like that like there's different ones um i think like the gameplay loop is there like it's it seems like it's really cool there is daily login bonuses um their version of like pokeballs is wizard energy and so, like, you can deplete that as you cast more and more spells. So I think the point is you can go to the, you know, like, 
what their version of Pokestops are to get the wizard energy. Um, I think my my biggest kind of disappointment is, and I guess like this makes sense to do because I think the downfall of Pokemon Go and as well as uh, the game before at Ingress, which is what their original geo mapping one was, uh, is you don't pay you don't like pick a house and like. It doesn't matter what house you're in. It doesn't matter what house you're in. Yeah. And like on some levels that makes sense because the issue with Pokemon Go and with Ingress was like you pick a team. Oh fuck! I picked the wrong team. I can't get out of that now. And say you're in Pokemon Go, you're Team Mystic, but then everybody uh, in your city is Team Yellow. Then, like, you're, like, kind of screwed there because, like, you can't Mm -hmm. raid together. You can't, like, you're always going to be battling for gyms against them instead of, like, working together. And that kind of sucks. And so it makes sense to not do it here. I also think you're going from, in, like, Ingress and Pokemon Go, there were three teams. There'd be four because there's four houses. So, like, you pick a house. Uh, but at least, like, I wish there was, like, some way to, like, you know, how, like, uh, there's that Pottermore website, which I eventually mm-hmm. want to try and do, because I want to know what house I fit into before I pick it. Yeah. Um, you can, like, pick Wait, your Wait, have wand. you not picked a house yet? have not picked a house yet. Oh, I, I thought Cody. you'd have to do that right away. Oh, no, you can, like, I there's a bunch of stuff you get to pick, but I haven't done okay. it. Like, you can pick your wand, and, like, you can research the type of wood that you want your wand made out of. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like, you can, you make a profile for yourself, and, uh... A lot of picture options so you can dress yourself like you could put filters over your face to like dress up like different characters and like they have like the regalia for the school uniforms mm-hmm. it's a lot of cool stuff uh, i think they're the microtransaction stuff is just like buying the wizard energy you can buy certain outfits like i think uh they have like you can buy like special outfits for like gryffindor slytherin hufflepuff and uh, ravenclaw right now um and then like there's different stuff to like make yourself look different on the picture stuff, uh, and then like there's also like your character in game like it's just like you wearing like a purple hat, purple robe. It kind of looks a little goofy, so I guess you can dress that character up and look different as well. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of fun. Like I, if you're into Harry Potter, definitely play this game. Like I am like loosely into Harry Potter, and I, I I'm enjoying myself. It's a lot of fun. Um, it passes the time for me when I'm like bored on the bed and I'm like, oh, let me just you know, cast a spell yeah. real quick. Um, I do wonder, like, because, like, Pokemon Go evolved and, like, we didn't have raids at the start. Gyms were a lot different. I wonder just how this, like, changes over time. Like, do you eventually, like, there's going to be, like, giant raids where, like, you face Voldemort and, like, or other bad guys and, like, and, like, you're not catching anything. Like, you're just learning spells. And I, just, I wonder, like, how this game evolves over time. I'm very interested in that. But, like, we're only yeah. on a weekend. So, like, they have time. Um, I don't... I mean, maybe there'll be a Wizards Unite fest. Like, there's a Pokemon Go fest every year. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm sorry you can't download it on your phone, Sam. Uh, maybe it's one so, of these days. It's too bad. I... Ugh. And I see everybody playing it, and everybody's like, oh, here's my friend code, da 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 I'm like, whatever, people. I don't and see, that's another thing. I, I wonder, like, is it only beneficial to be friends with people that you're going to be playing with? Or is it, like, can I send, like, gifts? Because in Pokemon Go, you can send gifts to people from across the country. Like, I just wonder. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
I need to get into that and see. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. So it sounds cool. I'm I'm bummed I don't get to play it, but I mean, I mean not super because I mean I'd probably play it for a couple hours and then I'd be done with it because that's generally how I do. But uh, you know, Harry Potter's fun, so yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll get it. Um, maybe it's just like like a limited initial release, and then they'll get it to more phones. Because I feel like my phone should be able to do it. So we'll see what happens. By the time they do that, nobody I know is going to be playing it anymore. So it won't matter. <laughs> but uh, I think a report came out. They made like uh, 300,000 in the first 24 hours. So like, good for them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's not super impressive. I feel like it needs to be like a million dollars. I'm, I'm trying to remember what Pokemon Go brought in like 7 million last yeah. year. Yeah, I don't know. I was listening to a kind of funny funny games daily, and they read the number out. I feel like it was like seven to eight million ish, kind of. So yeah, I feel like maybe I'm just inflating everything. I think they should be doing better. They should be doing more. I mean, that was in the first day. It's been a week. I'm sure they'll come out and be like, "Hey, people." Yeah. All right. Well, that's Harry Potter Wizards Unite. If you have a phone that can play it, go check it out. Maybe you can be friends with Cody. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, so while people are doing that, uh, I I went back and I've been been playing an old favorite of mine, Resogun. Big surprise. Okay, so Sam, I thought yeah. we talked about this addiction. Clean for a while. I was, but something happened, Cody. This was not my fault. Okay, oh. I was gonna play some games with Amy from Third Player Games. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what should we play? And we're both like, I don't know. Let's. We both really like Resogun, so let's go play some Resogun. And Amy, Cody, the enabler. Cody, no, listen to this. Listen to this. It turns out that while we both love Resogun, we've played it in completely different ways. Oh. Okay, so we started, and I was like, okay, here, I'll load us into arcade. We'll just start at the beginning and play this. And she's like... Like, what is this mode? Like, I've never played this mode before. And, like, arcade was what I played just all the time. It's got the five levels you go through, whatever. Um, But, yeah, so then she started showing me stuff, and I had to buy this DLC, the Defenders DLC. And so we go and play this Protector mode. Mm -hmm. And, Cody, so this mode, you know, Resogun, your playing field is a big circle. You just kind of circle around the whole time. Um, So... Like, the arcade mode has different levels. You beat the level, you get your score screen pop up, you move on to the next level. This protector mode, you don't do that. So what's happening here is kind of you're building a city, so to speak. And so every three humans that you save, like, you build a building. And then I believe every three buildings that you build, the kind of background of the level, it does this flip, okay? And the scenery changes. And, like, it'll go from kind of, like, daytime to nighttime and then like as it goes like you get to this level where there's like like this lava stuff going on back there and there'll be lava balls coming from the sky and it's crazy and while we were playing this like she didn't really remember a lot of this stuff i didn't know anything i was and so like i was playing it later and learning more about it so ash normally like in in the arcade mode the keepers will come and you have to kill the keepers and then that will release a human from one of the boxes that you just see throughout the level. They're just there hanging out until they get released. But in this protector mode, like there will just be a box that spawns 
kind of like enemies spawning and it'll just be like floating around there and like you go shoot the box to get the human and then go deposit it right um so you get like like normally you deposit a human and you would get like an extra bomb or points or maybe you'd get an extra life um but this one has some you get some of those things but then also you get some cool things so you get your human capacity up so like you can only carry one human at a time and then you get this human capacity perk and then you can suddenly carry two humans at a time and then it stacks because I got another one and I could carry three humans at a time, which is really cool. And then there's also this ability that you get where it's a teleporter. And so say you've picked up your humans, but like the deposit point is all on the other side of the map. You can just hit your teleporter button and it'll deposit those humans automatically without you having to go over there, which is really handy. Because like sometimes you'll end up with like just a a bunch of humans over here together and you're like crap i gotta pick these up take them over there go get them so if you got your teleport you can teleport them over there okay so um the enemies in this type of level they look slightly differently like they're the same kind of body type but i feel that they look a little minecrafty like they kind of look like they're built of blocks and they seem just a little bit harder to kill than the arcade level enemies when you're starting out anyway. Um, oh, also, like, I talked about all these fun perks you can get. You never get an extra life perk in this mode. Oh. You never get an extra life. You have one life to live, like the soap opera. And so one hit and you're down. Um, unless you get shields. You get shields yeah. a lot too, which is helpful. But so you're fighting these enemies. And then I feel like... Oh, so as you're playing, there's like this little countdown timer up at the top. And when that countdown timer gets to zero, a city destroyer spaceship shows up. And it's like like a little boss, pretty much. It's not as bad as like the bosses in the arcade level. But I mean, it takes a lot to, to finish those off. And my technique has always been to try to have my overcharge ready to go or have a bomb I can use to destroy it. Uh, because if you don't get it destroyed in time, it'll destroy one of your buildings, which Damn. sucks. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not sure, like I said, like I was kind of learning stuff as I was going, just seeing what happens. Uh, but I feel like if you can get all of your enough humans and you can get the level flipped soon enough, I think you can avoid the city destroyer showing up. I could be wrong and I could have just not been playing it right. There's a lot going on while all this is happening yeah. um there's also like i don't know if you if you just do something wrong or if it just happens naturally after a while but there's kind of this bridge platform that will get destroyed and so if that's an area where humans are if you like unlock their box you got to be careful to like catch them before they fall down or they'll just fall down in the gap and die um so i don't know why that thing goes away but i've had it go away multiple times and then other times i've had it where it will respawn again it'll say bridge like rebuilt or something so i don't know what you do to get it back maybe that's like instead of building a building you build the bridge i don't know um but it's like really fun i don't understand how far it goes like if there's a way to beat it or if it just like will go on forever um i've gotten my furthest i think is i got the background to flip five times and i've saved 30 humans um i think was my best and it's just like 
it's addictive because it's like a whole new Resogun, Cody. It's like a whole new way to play. And I'm just like, oh, it's really cool. So I've been playing that and having a really good time. Um, she showed me some other modes too. Uh, I didn't care for those as much. There are some where you play as like a little commando person, and that's yeah. that's just not as fun. I like being yeah. my ship flying around. She had some fun ships. She had a Buzz Lightyear shaped ship Ooh. that she could play as. So that was pretty cool. Um, but we had a good time, and so I'm yeah I'm I'm playing Resogun again. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm gonna get all the trophies in this DLC because like some of them seem real hard, um, but having fun i'm gonna see how many times i can flip that background so yeah i'm glad you're having fun sam amy my lawyers will contact your lawyers you're going down you enabler it's just so cool that like you have a game that you love so much and then someone comes along and shows you like a whole other side to it that you didn't even know it's really cool so i'm happy i'm happy that i learned it it's it's fine i'll I'll pay your legal fees don't worry about it (laughs) it's worth it so All right, let's get into some news. So, first order of business. There was an article on GameSpot that was talking about how various EA executives, C-level executives, uh, have given up their cash bonuses for this year in order to distribute them to developers and other employees and to like just invest in the business again which i thought was really cool and i just wanted to call out because you know every time a company does something bad we're all gonna jump on them and talk about it so when they do something good and do something right i think it's important to to call that out as well and i think it's you know ea's gotten a lot of shit for for doing stuff people didn't like in the last couple of years um and i feel i I think part of what I read was saying that part of the reason they did this was because they, that their they're like the financials didn't live up to what they wanted it to be this year. Like it was a disappointment. Um, but I don't really care what the reason was. I mean, if yeah. one person is supposed to get like a multi-million dollar bonus, I mean, you know, it's, they really need that money. You know, it's just like that's a whole lot of money. And to be able to give people who are working hard, working through crunch, putting so much energy into making these things and to like let them get rewarded for that. That's just really cool. So I was happy about that. Um, yeah. Maybe the uh, the people at Activision should take notice. And, uh, well, I debated yeah. saying this or not. I was going to say, well, I hope their contractors maybe got some bonus too because of... Yeah. Contractors are getting treated like shit. Uh, it, I'm sorry, getting treated like copyrights at various companies. Um, so this this week, there just just today actually, there was an article on Kotaku by Jason Schreier talking about um, Activision specifically Treyarch and just the horrible way that the contractors, specifically the QA testers, uh, are treated as second class citizens and really just not treat well over there um very good read definitely sit down and read it um very insightful stuff into the development of black ops 4 uh especially Mm -hmm. how blackout was pretty much made within a couple months of the game launching yeah yeah a last minute thing they were working on one thing and then scrapped it and said hey do this instead uh it makes me really sad for them 
to have the just the two year cycle for uh the game next year. Yeah. Which sucks because everybody's gonna be crunching even worse, I would assume, through that. Um and I mean this isn't the first time that we've heard stuff like that. I wish I remembered what company it was before, um, that had like a similar thing. They were talking about how the contractors specifically were treated completely differently and horribly. Uh, it might have been Riot Games, but uh, it could have been Rockstar. I think it, it may have been, been Rockstar during the Red Dead the Red stuff. Red Dead stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it really doesn't matter because probably it's a lot of companies and yeah. we just haven't heard the stories of it yet, but it's just the way the industry is and it's horrible. And hopefully it'll improve, but uh, yeah. So at least somebody's trying to do something good over there at EA. So good for them. Hopefully more companies will do good things. Uh, next up. <laughs> so somebody uh, made this <laughs> made this Mario Royale uh, Battle Royale game. And it's it's like a Super Mario 1. You're playing as Mario against a bunch of other Marios, just navigating through the level. Um, and you, you're you not, like, trying to kill the other Marios. Like, you can't, like, jump on them, affect them. Uh, what you can do is affect the world. So, like, you could shoot a tortoise shell. I don't know why I said tortoise shell. It's a turtle shell. You could shoot a turtle a turtle shell at them and kill them. If they're standing on a block, you could break the block to make them fall down. Um, or if you're going through, like, you could... You know, if it's like those things that you stand on and then they fall away, you could make all of them fall away as you're going so that like nobody else can land on them if they're coming behind you. Uh, so there's different things you could do to to slow people down to make sure that you're the one who gets to the end first. Uh, so it's a fun idea for a game. Uh, Cody, what do, you th- what do you think Nintendo thought of that game? Uh, I think Nintendo probably did not like that because uh, they don't really like when people make these games like a... Uh... Mm-hmm. No. In, in a similar style, there's always these like Pokemon hacks, and like I think there was one called like Pokemon Uranium, and like that got dropped down so quickly. So yeah. Yeah. Speaking of lawsuits, uh, so so I read this earlier this week. I was like, this sounds cool. They had changed the game, so it wasn't Mario Royale anymore. It was Infringio Royale because it was a copyright infringement, and like you played as not Mario but a little guy named Infringio, I think, and. He was like a, he looked like a knockoff Mario. Like they made him not look like exactly Mario, but he was a clear like representation of Mario. And so they were going to try to to operate um, this and see if they could get through with that. I was like, okay. So today before the show, I was like, I want to go check into this and just like see if I can play. Because it's supposed to be just a browser game. I'm like, let me just see how this is. Uh, I tried to go to the site and it's like, uh, nope. Nintendo said, no, not at all. Still not okay. So it's it's completely shut down right now. Uh, I don't know if they'll they'll find a way to to get it past the scrutiny and be able to, to have something. Up, it is. But, uh, a very neat concept for a game and Nintendo should maybe license this guy and be like, hey. I mean Tetris ninety nine, why not have this? Yeah. You know? So. Like expand your horizons for what a battle royale could be. Um so one thing just occurred to me, I'm thinking about this now. So we keep hearing about this game Dreams, right? And everybody is the sky's the limit on what you can create in dreams. And people are recreating all this stuff 
different mm-hmm. video games, different scenes from things. <laughs> Are they subject to copyright infringement stuff? Like, how does that work? I mean, they created Dead Space. Yeah. I think as long as, as it's in-game, it's fine. I imagine once you kind of, like, step out of that and, like, if... There's a lot. There's gonna be a lot of dreams. Gonna be a very interesting because it's gonna be a lot of people like creating things and then possibly trying to sell those assets. Because like the idea is that like if you're a music person, well, you can create a track. I, you really uh, robot for me there for a second. Are you robot. okay now? Yeah, okay, I think you're okay now. Sorry. Uh, like the idea of dreams is like if you're really good at music, you can make tracks and upload them. But I think we're gonna run into cases where like. People are going to be like, hey, I wrote these tracks. Pay me for them. You can use them in this like game you're making. And I... That's, that's the whole thing about Dreams. It's a little iffy. I feel like Dreams owns everything you make. Mm. Like, like I, don't, I don't know if they're allowed to monetize it. Um, but I mean, if it's made in Dreams, it's like... Yeah. It's theirs. You can't take it and suddenly say, I want to make this on available on Nintendo Switch like now it's it's in dreams it's a dreams thing so so i don't know and i mean if if this whoever made this a uh, browser game the Mario Royale if if they went into dreams and made it in there and people could just go into dreams and play it is that have they avoided problems because of that or are they going to get shut down in dreams too yeah i do wonder maybe if the can the people running the dream servers like see that and be like all right hey we can't have this up like you need to take it down but I mean, they recreated Dead Space, so like yeah, but that was during the beta, stuff. correct? When the game actually releases, okay, I wonder like, what they'll I be able know. to do. Well, it's an it's- early access now, and they're still making yeah. things that are replicating other things. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I guess. Hey, speaking of Nintendo, some news that came out. So Astral breaking Chain, news. Breaking news. Okay. Astral Chain. This game we were all hyped up from the Nintendo Showcase is apparently planned to be a trilogy, but the sequels depend on how well it sells. And I was like, "Ooh, that's not good." Like, I would, I would rather you keep that hidden until after the game comes out, because now I'm like, "Well, if the sales aren't good, and I'm buying this game, I'm not getting a finished project because you have a planned trilogy." Yeah. Uh, to be fair, something can be a trilogy and still have each thing be a complete separate, mm-hmm. digestible, makes sense yeah. on its own type of story. So that's entirely possible. Um, it's also just weird and possibly a little manipulative yeah. to announce this because it's like, hey guys, uh, if, if you don't do buy our game a lot, there's not going to be any more of it. So you better go do that. You better spend your money and put your support out to to make this a thing. Like, that's your responsibility. Um, which, I mean, I guess, you know, normally it is. But people, developers don't just come out and, and make it a statement like yeah. that. You know, it's just weird. Um, and I mean... It's so weird. It's a very like, weird statement. Yeah, you, I mean, still, you, hey, everyone buy Astro Chain because it looks dope. So, yeah. It looks dope. Um, <laughs> since when do we say dope? <laughs> I say dope all the time. Do we? I do. Okay, I don't know. You're younger and hipper than me. So, I don't know. I'm probably still going to buy it too. But, 
but still, it's just weird. It's a, yeah, it's Makes a weird thing to go, come huh. and say. Yeah, so. All right. Um, our last order of news. Um, so we just finished up Pride Month. Well, actually, this is still going. Actually, this comes out June 20. No, wait, no, no. See, this is, Cody, this happened to me this weekend. I had a major freak out because I was oh. like, oh my God, there's still more one week of June. I don't have another Pride game picked out. And I like started freaking out. And then I was like, no, wait, it's it's not. So this will come out. I don't understand days. July 1st. July 1st, which is why I don't have a Pride pick this week. It's all okay. Um, so Pride Month will have just finished when this episode comes out. So fittingly, or timely, uh, Steam adds a LGBTQ plus tag for their games as a uh, permanent tag. Because right now you could manually add it in there if you wanted to, but it doesn't show up. The manual tags don't show up in search as well. So yeah. having it be just a standard one is going to make it a lot easier to find those types of games and just like better navigation, which is really cool. Cody, you've frozen on the screen again for me. If you could please try to fix that, just because I love to see your, your smiling face and all your expressions that happen. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, like I said last week, like I was having, you know, a spot of trouble trying to trying to find some some good games for my, for my pride pick. And like, I did find some lists on Steam but uh, being able to have the tag and, and search by the tag will, will give me some like much better results. And it's just like, hey, that's cool. It's a good thing to do. It sucks that it took so long to do it. Like you would have thought that would have been there yeah. a long time ago, but it's fine. It's here now and, and it's good. So keeping on that theme, uh, we had another question from Grun, which I know you guys, we still have some older questions, but like this one... Uh, I liked it better. And I'm playing favorites with my questions. <laughs> what are you going to do? I can't help it. Okay. So, uh, Green's question was, who is your favorite LGBTQ video game character? His is Dorian from Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, are you at all familiar with Dorian from Dragon Age Inquisition? I'm not. I'm not either. And I just now realized I probably should have like looked that up to have a little fun fact about... Uh, about who that is. I played a little Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I don't remember a Dorian. I didn't play very much. Fun fact, I played it twice. Because um, like the second time, I'd, I'd forgotten that I'd ever played it the first time. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this Dragon Age Inquisition. I played it for a good 15 minutes or so before I was like, wait, I think I've played this before. So obviously it made an impression on me. Um, I, I hear it's a real good game. People love it. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk bad about it. Anyway, let's answer the question. Um, I'll start because I've, I've... So, my favorite character is Akarsha from uh, Butterfly Soup. Now, Cody, you know I love this game. I've told you like a million times you should play this game because it's so fun and adorable. Um, Akarsha... Uh, well, you kind of play as all the main characters a little bit, but she's like starts as kind of a side character. You don't play as her till later. But she has this really playful personality and she likes to play pranks on people and she always just has a really good attitude and she's just like super comfortable with who she is like like the main character that you start with is like trying to come to terms with the fact that she might be gay and she's just like really stressed out about it and like you know telling people it's like oh and then like there's just kind of like this throwaway line where a car she's like oh yeah i'm bi it's cool and like it's 
no big deal. It doesn't even phase her at all. Um, and she's just, she's just fun. And I like her. And um, pretty much anytime I do a character creator where I get to name the character, I call her Karsha because she's just fun. So, so that's my pick. What about you, Cody? So I have one because I do really love this video game character. And it was actually just revealed, I think last year, that Soldier 76 is in fact bisexual. Or was it gay? I don't know. He was in a relationship with a man. So. Yeah. Um, we don't have to have labels. We just have love. And like, you know, I just would like for them to dive more into that. Like, I would just love more lore for Overwatch in general. Maybe with this Overwatch yeah. 2, it's been rumored. We'll get more into that. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's a really nice little detail to know about Soldier 76. Because, like, he's had a hard life, you know? He almost died. And it's good to know he's out there getting him some love, you know? Yeah. Oh. And I just thought it was really cool that uh, that they revealed that about him, just because it's nice anytime somebody shows somebody who's maybe not what you would typically think of as yeah. as a gay person. You know, he's like this tough soldier that everybody's always thought of as just like the the tough guy, and now you see this like softer emotional side to him, and like you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, those are some of our favorites. There could always be more. There could always be more in games. So hopefully, as time goes on, we'll see more representation in games. But in the meantime, we would love to hear from you and who your favorite LGBTQ character is in video games. If you want to tell us, you can email us at geekartgames.com. We're on Facebook and Nope, no. My God, I'm so bad at this. I hate doing the outro. Oh my God. And also it's really hot in here right now. I'm just like about to pass out. So let's try it again. Uh, you can email us at contact at geekartgames.com. I'm really glad you're paying attention, Cody, and like catching it. And I'm not just letting me say horribly wrong stuff. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is at geekartgames. Live streams over at twitch.tv slash geekartgames. You can watch videos at geekartgames.com slash YouTube. And if you want to know what Copride is, you should go watch the video for this episode and watch the post credit scene and you'll figure it out. The more you know. Uh, you can join our Discord at geekartgames.com slash Discord. You can buy shirts at geekartgames.com slash shirts. And we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. And subscribe on YouTube as well. Just a reminder, next week will be your Street Fighter episode. So put on your fisticuffs. No, I don't know. I don't have anything. Else. Put on your Street Fighter wear and get ready to throw down. Get ready to rumble? What did they say in Street Fighter? I don't, fight? I don't know. It's been a hot minute since I played Street Fighter game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so... Yeah. Cody, is there, is there anything else? You can follow Sam at SKSUVAK, and you can follow me on Twitter at Cody. Cody is great at outros, you guys. He's a professional. So. It's intros. I can't get down. <laughs> we should have just split it up. I do intros, you do outros, we'd be good to go. <laughs> All right. Cody, take it away. We're just two geeks. Who heart games? Do 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 yeah.
Thank <laughs> you.